I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's up, Speak Family? Come on in, come on in. It's the last show of the year. Put your remotes down. You turn the volume up and Shady, what? They stay for stay a while. while. They stay for a while, Shady. You in the wild. I'm not having it, but it's right. the last show of the year, <laughs> people. Right, right. That is Dave Hellman, NFL insider. This is the brilliant Joy Taylor Eagles all-time rushing leader. Stay for a while. Stay for a while. Last show of the year. We got to kick it off with the Dallas Cowboys because I guess it was their last game of the year. Oh. Last night. And they got the W, but it was not clean. That press got two interceptions, lost ah. a fumble, but... Cowboys still won by 14 points. But speaking of 14, Dak Prescott leads the league with 14 interceptions. And mind you, he missed several games. But after the game, quote, saying, they're all frustrating. Somehow or another, these turnovers, they've got to stop. Close quote. Joy, let me come to you first. Last short year, super excited. Your nails look great, by the way. Thank they you. do, in fact, My look great. Nails. We will get a close-up of those later. We, but all, we all turned up a little bit. We look like we we're did. going to a party after this. We did. This great. And maybe, a, little, a little Gatsby vibe today. Maybe we will. The show will be great. Joy, how concerning are Dak Prescott's turnovers? I tried, Cowboys fans. All right, Dallas. I, I gave it a good gave it a good college try. I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to care about this game. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have anything to do with this playoff standings. If they play bad, if they play terrible, it's not going to matter. And then I watched the game, and I was like, I didn't actually think that was going to happen. I was just kind of throwing it out there. Just take a deep breath, Cowboys fans. It's all good. Stop turning the ball over. Stop turning the ball over. What are we doing? I want to get. I want to get on board. You can. I don't. I can't. You, don't, you can. If you I want don't want to get on board. I actually sent on the group chat a video of me sounding ridiculous last year. You watched it. Mm-hmm. I was yelling at Emmanuel about how far the Cowboys were going to go and how nothing that was going on in the regular season mattered oh, for the Dallas. It stings, season. doesn't it? It hurts. Yeah, it was. It was I, I said, "Look at this dummy." Is what I said. <laughs> so that's why I'm not going to be that dummy this year. But come on. One of those interceptions wasn't on Dak. We can not. agree. Yes. We can all agree that one. Yes. Hunter no. shot. We all yes. agree what? Yes. One like, wasn't on Dak. Hot right. Yes. You take it. You show, you show, you show me that stat and I'll believe it. <laughs> I watched it and he, Dak watched put it, it here, with my eyeballs, Shady. Like, the eye test. I don't yes. want this ball. You pick. Right there, pick. Ah. There's yeah. another pick right there. <laughs> Look, you can't turn the ball over this much. It's uh, not going to work in the postseason against a good team. Tennessee had no one out there. Okay. It was just, there's no reason that it should have went that way. Now, look, they still covered. So, in the end, they recovered. Yep. 
So I guess you can take some solace in that. But I don't genuinely know how, if you're a Cowboys fan, other than the fact that you won and covered, that you feel good about the rate that they're turning the ball over. Uh, Dave Hellman, how concerning. Again, you've covered the Cowboys for 10 years. In case this is your first show on our last show of the year, Dave Hellman, 10 years with the Dallas Cowboys, be with them before they even moved to Frisco. Dave, how concerning are these Dak Prescott turnovers? No, 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 no. We said it yesterday. Words matter. They do. How concerning are these Cowboys turnovers? <laughs> because they're not all on deck. <laughs> you, do we have the tweet? Do we have the? I got it in my notes. Oh, he got do me. Do we have the tweet from Emmanuel Acho? I don't know. I'm, I didn't give him any notice. But in case you didn't see it, <laughs> Emmanuel Acho. Okay, y'all got me. That interception was not Dak's fault. I agree. That one. That one. The fumbled snap was was not Dak's fault. How can you say that? The pick in Jacksonville to Noah Brown was not Dak's fault. Another one to CeeDee Lamb bobbled up in the air. Like, it happens every week. And, I mean, it's comical at this point, right? It happens every week. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to deny facts. Like, they've turned the ball over 12 times since Thanksgiving. That's six games. They're averaging two a game. I looked this up. Over the last three years in the playoffs, teams that have lost the turnover battle are 5-16. and It is a huge indicator of success. It's terribly, terribly concerning. Now, this is the fun part about the Cowboys, though. They've been doing this since Dak came back, right? True. True. They're 8-2, and and they're winning those games by an average of two touchdowns. Like, for as bad as it is, it really only bit them one time. Because even in Green Bay, when Dak threw two picks, those both happened in the first half. Yes, sir. They played clean football all the way through the second half and overtime. True, true. So it's bitten them one time. Like, I, I don't know what to make of it. It's concerning because I know that turnover, turnover differential is the easiest way to determine who wins and who loses a football game. But it hasn't really stopped them yet. So I don't know what to – I, I keep saying it's got to stop, and it keeps not stopping, <laughs> and they keep winning. So I'm, I don't know what to do, but I will just remind you, it's not all Dak Prescott's Shady, two weeks ago, you said that Dak Prescott was ass-ass. Bleep, bleep. Ass-ass. Come on, I can't come on. No, no, I'm quoting you. Again, I don't no, curse. Don't this say bleep, bleep, bleep. Okay, you said it was bleep, bleep. There you go. There you go. Last week, you retracted that statement. You said after watching Dak Prescott play, he 349 well. yards against the Eagles, 42 rushing yards against the Eagles, he is no longer bleep. No, 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 no. I say he played well that game. Yeah, season highs in passing yards yes, and sir. rushing yards. Okay. He played well that game. Yeah. Where do you stand on Dak now? How concerning are the turnovers? The concern, the, the, the turnovers? Oh, my God. I mean. Turnover. The, the turnovers? When, with an R. You can't win like that. And, and I get what you're saying. Like, right now they're winning games. That's cool. But in the playoffs, it's a different story. I've never seen so many people, like, defend the turnovers. Like, Dak Prescott hasn't even played a full season, and he's tied for the most turnovers wow. or picks in the league. Who's he tied with? I believe it's Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Let's see where he's sitting at. Oh. He should be sitting with That's us. not good. Uh, you want to compare the records of those I'm just, two I'm just, okay. So, so, so okay. real quick. So, the, 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 the real issue is, I'm very concerned. The real issue is this. When you go to the playoffs against really good teams, not with, like, backup quarterbacks playing, like, you know, star quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, when he's there, teams like the Vikings, the Eagles, the Niners, mm-hmm. check this stat out. The Eagles, the Niners, and the, uh, and the Vikings are 25-0 this year when the team wins the turnover battle, right? So it's cool to play against the, the Titans. Mm-hmm. They got starters and third stringers, like preseason slash a real game. That's cool you win games like that. But in the real game, when you're playing the, the Niners, right, you give them turnovers, they're going to go down there and score, Yeesh. right? Eagles, you, 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 you got lucky. You got four turnovers from us with, with, our, with our backup quarterback plan. It's going to be a whole different story. And then Will it be? The, the, the last thing is this. What happens when you do that on the road against them type of teams? Think about that. 
Because a lot of times when you talk about the Eagles, that was against the, the, the Cowboys at home. Now you're on the road? We're talking about always getting the advantage. Yeah. Picking up the advantages, big advantage for us if you keep turning the ball over like that. Dave, let me side with you to a degree. I'm going to side with you. I know you want to. I, I you do. have I do. all I do. year. I don't know how, how, how can you. I'm not worried about the turnovers because the turnovers are the outcome. I'm worried about the process. Today's point, some of those turnovers aren't all on Dak. You can go back to the Jacksonville game one. That's dependent. That was on Noah Brown. Hit him in the chest. Last night, the ball to Hendershot. It's not on Dak. But the process worries me. Dave Hellman, there came a point. Oh, where are you going? To the big board. On there the board. came a point that other interception that Dak Press got through. Sure. The one that was clearly on Dak. When y'all look at it, it was just a bad ball. This has nothing to do with a receiver getting hit in the hands. Like, this is man coverage. As basic as it gets. You see the arrows designate that these defenders have those offensive players. Now, as the tape flies over and you see the tape from Dak's perspective. Looks simple to me. Just throw the out route to the front shoulder. Just throw it out to the pick, front shoulder, give me that the back pick. shoulder, and that's a pick. I'm not worried about the outcome. Dave, I'm worried about the process. Now, Bayard isn't all pro safety. He has been a top safety for thank half for, a decade now. Thank you now. for saying that. So, yeah, Bay- Bayard's a beast. He ain't, he ain't no slouch. However, it's not to me about the outcome. It's about the process. It's about Dak Prescott not being able to make a simple out route to Dalton Schultz, who he's most comfortable with. Dalton Schultz, I believe, had the most targets on last year's team, if I'm not mistaken. So that is what I'm more concerned about than the turnovers. I'm worried about the process, big dog. As long as I'm putting your tweets and your texts on blast, like what happened about 45 minutes later, similar route to the same player, put a dot right on Dalton Schultz's hands in the corner of the end zone. Like he can do this stuff. And to be fair and clear, Dak has thrown interceptions this season that were all on him, like probably six of them if I had to guess. But that is a normal number of interceptions for a guy who throws as much as Dak does, who's willing to try stuff as much as Dak does. That's what I say when I say I can live with things like that. It's not to excuse it, but you're going to throw half a dozen of those a year. Can that type Cowboys, of stuff happens. Let's get to the chase. This is a more important conversation. Can the Cowboys win the playoffs with that playing like that, then, Dave? Can they actually win in the playoffs with these kind of turnovers? I hate to be on this side of the argument because, as Joy and I point out all the time, history suggests that they won't because they haven't in a long time. But, yes, I think this team can do it because it hasn't stopped them all year. And you can say, like, oh, what about when you go up against good teams? They're 5-1 and one against teams with a winning record this year. That includes Minnesota, who they beat down. That includes Philly, who they beat, albeit with a backup quarterback. That includes both of the, two of the three wildcard teams right now. New York and Washington beat them pretty convincingly. So, yes, I think they can win this way playing this type of football because they keep doing it. Like, that's the crazy thing. It's so weird. Ball security is like from peewee level, right? That's, it's the ball, the ball, the ball. Everybody says it at every level of football, and the Cowboys keep not doing it, and it keeps not mattering. Again, they're still first in the league in third down conversion rate, 57% over their last three games. They're scoring 35 points a game. Only one team has held them below 27 points since Dak came back. So they're winning and winning convincingly most of the time playing this way. I don't recommend they keep trying this in the playoffs, but the body of work says that they can. Joy, where do you stand on that? Can the Cowboys? I'm with you, Shay. I never this heard this many excuses. It's okay to throw pussy sounds like. like. Even if it's not all Dak's fault. Let's say it's not all Dak's fault, which I don't, I don't, I don't believe it is all Dak's fault. Thank you. There, there were multiple turnovers. There yesterday. were. There were. It wasn't just one that well, like was on the. 
There was one on the quarterback. There was one that was okay, the quarterback. Okay, that, that still counts. They as a do turn. count. They all count. That, that one counts. Even if it's not all Dak's fault, which I don't believe it is, how do y'all feel comfortable with this? Oh, I don't. <laughs> Who's comfortable with turning the ball over this much? I, are they playing for a regular season? Is there some sort of like regular season banner that they're playing for that they're trying to? I mean, I know Dallas Cowboys love to have a great regular season. So is that what this is about? Another great regular season? I wish I knew. Because all of these turnovers <laughs> are amounting to a great regular season, which is not what the Dallas Cowboys are aiming for. If you want a silver lining, Matthew Stafford led the league in interceptions last year and went on to win the Super Bowl. He did. But here's the problem I have with the Cowboys. And, and the Dallas Cowboys defense generates turnovers on that side of the ball. So maybe that neutralizes the amount of turnovers that the Dallas Cowboys offense as a whole, if we don't feel comfortable saying it's Dak's fault, generates. So maybe they just neutralize each other. Here's my problem with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have everything they need to win a Super Bowl. They have a competent quarterback. They have weapons. Maybe, maybe you'd want a few more, but sure. they have enough. They have a good enough offensive line. They have an excellent defense. They have a Super Bowl winning coach. They have Coaches on the staff that have coached in the Super Bowl. There's no real excuse here for why the Cowboys should not have as just as good of a chance as anyone else who's in the playoffs to win the Super Bowl. Is that safe to say? It's, it's going to get dicey if they don't make some noise in the playoffs, yes. They, have, they should have no excuses this year. Right. This should be the year for the Dallas Cowboys. Really. Unless you just like making up excuses, there's really nothing that you can point to. They're not dealing with a major injury right now. Oh, I forgot the running game. How can I forget the running game? And they have a solid running game. My bad. One more thing why the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys should be playing in a Super Bowl this year. Right? Yeah. I don't want to – where's the, the excuse machine is shut down. Can we now. settle for NFC title game? Nope, like, Super nope, Bowl feels nope, like a lot. because nope, I got to hear it every single day about how ridiculous we sound questioning whether the Cowboys are capable or not. And the turnovers don't mean anything. Here's the question. The Cowboys have everything that you need, right, to get to a Super Bowl, possibly even win a Super Bowl, if they can stay out of their own way. And that's like the Cowboys' motto. Like when you run out into the stadium, you know, they got like a little sign you hit as you run out. It's like, get in your own way. Get in your own way. That's what they hit when they run out onto the field. That's what's on Jerry's desk. Not the buck stops here. It's I get in the way. That's what the Cowboys' whole deal is. You know, Patriots, like the Patriots' way, do your job. Cowboys' way is get in the way. So if you are – I'm supposed to take the Cowboys seriously. When the one thing that the Cowboys have to not do this year, they have everything they need, is not get in their own way. Make me believe it, Dave. I, that is I impossible. Look, I'm with you. I don't think you are. I am. <laughs> do you th- I don't feel comfortable about anything about this team. Other than that, at the end of the day, they keep winning games. <laughs> what do you want but me to do? But this is the regular season. That's not what they're aiming to do. And, and situational football is always the question with the Dallas it, Cowboys. It, it is fascinating, though, to me, 2-5. As comfortable as Dave Hellman, this man on the far left, feels about Dak Prescott, that he would not feel comfortable about the Cowboys. Yes. Because you feel very comfortable about the Eagles. But you feel very comfortable about Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. Usually your level of comfort in the quarterback dictates your level of comfort in the team. So it is just very fascinating let, let Jalen Hurd throw a few open posts that clang off his receiver's hands for picks. That'd be <laughs> <how she laughs> <feels about> that. <laughs> it happened before. 
<laughs> against the Washington Commanders. Yep. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown did yeah. get the ball with both All right. hands. And then and let's got have through. it happen for a few more weeks. And and a few more weeks. Well, well speaking of Jalen Hurts, you should be nervous if you're an Eagles fan. If you're an NFL fan, you should be intrigued. Jalen Hurts, doubtful to play against Sunday. Remember, the Eagles have the best record in football, but they don't have one of the best quarterbacks. What in the world does this mean for sports and for the Eagles? Next on Speak. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jalen Hurts, that man on your screen, is listed as doubtful. Remember, his right-throwing shoulder was injured a couple weeks ago. Now, this Sunday, they have the Saints. Keep in mind, small, intriguing storyline, the Eagles do, in fact, own the Saints draft pick, so a win helps them in more ways than one. Hurts has been limited in practice. If he does not start, it will be Gardner Minshew. Eagles are hoping to get the one seed locked up with a win. Shady, I've been doing a lot of thinking about these Eagles, and the more I think the more stressed out I become. Yeah, for a couple reasons. Eagles fans, there's a lot at play here. If Jalen Hurts does not play this week nor next week, then keep in mind, Jalen Hurts might not play football from December 18th to January 22nd until that divisional round game. You're talking about four or five weeks off. If Jalen Hurts does, in fact, play next week, then remember this. The Eagles, for the last six weeks, have had nothing to play for. They've been in cruise control, steady ahead of the division. And now, week 18, the Giants are going to have a lot to play for. The Eagles are going to have a lot to play for. And the Eagles will not have their right tackle, Lane Johnson. So the Eagles go from being a team that's been able to play free from fear to now being a team having to play with everything on the line, the one seed or the five seed, depending on if they win that last week 18 game versus the New York Giants. Stressing me out. If Jalen Hurts does play next week, and he only plays for half to get him right. What happens if he gets hurt? His injury's on his throwing shoulder. Lane Johnson protects his throwing shoulder side. Lane yep. Johnson may be the best tackle in all of football. Regardless, Shady, of any outcome I think about, they all lead me to nervousness because if he doesn't play, I'm worried about his rust. If he does play, I'm worried about him getting hurt. There's no way I can think about the Eagles situation right now and not be free from nervousness. That's why I'm here. So help please, me That's why I'm here. Yeah, help I got, me I got, out. Look, Are you nervous? Look, don't worry. I got you. I got you. <clears throat> First of all, to answer some of your questions, that's a good thing. I think if we if we don't play play Jalen, a guy like like uh, Howie Roseman did a good job of putting his team together. I think when you build a good team, it's the depth. It's not always the stars. It's the depths of the team. So I think Gardner is a solid backup. He played well against Dallas. Minus the turnovers, he still played well to win that game. So okay, so let's say Jalen doesn't Jalen doesn't play. Right, you get more rest. What's that saying in camp? Camp is hot out there. Guys are tired. So many reps, similar to now late in the season. Guys, they, they, they haven't played all camp. They said, it, they said it hurt. Then they come back at camp. What do they say about them? Fresh legs. Fresh legs. Fresh legs. There's nothing wrong with fresh legs. Jalen Hurts, when he comes back for the playoffs, he will be the freshest, healthiest quarterback in the whole playoffs. Think about that. Yep. Right? So now, if he sits, okay, now let's think about if he plays. With that scenario, I think if he plays for a half against the, the, Gi- against the Giants, knocks some little rust off a little bit, and then we sit him out. I think we can win without Jalen, though. Just enough. 
We need it for the big games. Listen. Take me into the mind of an elite NFL player because nobody at home has ever probably reached the heights that you have reached. How would you feel not playing for four or five weeks? Say you're Jalen Hurts. Would you rather not play for four or five weeks and your first playoff game be against the Bucks and Tom Brady or the Cowboys and Dak Prescott? Or would you rather play week 18 knowing you're not fully healthy, but you can give it a go, but you might get hurt again? Educate me. The pick one of them, I mean, to be honest, I'm cool with both of them, right? Okay. I think that the rest, I would probably take the rest. Um, now I'm a running back. I get banged up. But then again, Jalen gets banged up. Yeah. His shoulders, long shoulders, is really banged up. And the one thing about this football league is that everybody's banged up. So now if we're a team like the Bucks, we're continuously battling, battling. We're, try, we're fighting to keep a playoff berth, right? So you're going extra hard. Each, each week going into the playoffs, it gets harder and harder, more intense, more intense. So now, think about it. The Bucks is a little banged up. They're yeah. tired. I'm fresh. I would pick that. I'll be fresh, man. Come in there, no injuries, ready to roll. Dave, break this down for me because you've seen Dak Prescott take leaves of absence for health reasons himself. Obviously, he had this year the thumb, yep. missed five weeks. Last year, he had a calf, missed a week, but then had a bye week, so missed two weeks. Talk to me about the nervousness Eagles fans might have knowing their quarterback might be missing a couple weeks and then playing the most Big game of his life. I mean, I think if I'm an Eagles fan, I it goes back to what we were just saying. I take solace in the consistency of this team. I mean, like, what's the closest to a dip the Eagles have had? They lost a game where everything in the world that could go wrong did. And then, the, like, then they, lost, like, they beat a Colts team not that convincingly. Like, that was the closest to a low that they've had. Nobody's sweating that game against Dallas and Philly. I don't think that's the case. And I, so I have absolute faith that with Gardner Minshew – the Eagles can go beat the Saints. They take all of the pressure off of themselves, and then I think they'll handle the season finale the way that they should, which is to say Jalen Hurts will have had two and a half weeks off by the time it gets to practice week next week when they're getting ready for the Giants. He'll, I, I think he'll be fine. I think you give him a one-half game plan. He's a mobile guy. He can avoid contact. You say, hey, we're going to give you four series. Get in, get out, get your feet back underneath you, and be ready for the playoffs. Like I'm not really sweating this at all, and the Eagles – Shady mentioned their depth. Their depth is part of it. The defense speaks for itself, even though Dak Prescott kind of shredded them last week. But the depth overall is fantastic. They got a wonderful offensive line, even without Lane Johnson. Joy's so disappointed. (laughs) They got a great receiver core that can make their backup quarterback look good. Like, I think they'll be fine. That's why I think they'll win this weekend, and that will give them the freedom to work Jalen Hurts back in in the season finale so that he's not going into the playoffs with a month off. Joy, where do you stand? I don't like operating from a place of fear. Really very good doctors paying attention to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is also a grown man, and he's a young grown man. <laughs> like, you, you bounce back when you're younger. So I don't, I, I don't like operating from a space of if he wants to get out there and get a couple reps in a game that doesn't matter at the end of the season, oh, we got to be careful, he could get hurt. Like, like, he could get hurt. He could get hurt in a million different ways. Yeah. You, you just can't, you can't operate from a space of fear. If he feels like he needs more rest – then you're going to have to risk the rust. But you just can't have it like every which way. He doesn't need to be in a bubble. If he's, if he's healthy enough to be out there and he wants to get some reps in in the final game, if it's not a game that matters because they win this weekend, then put him out there. But I, I, don't, I don't know that like being rested is the, is the worst thing in the world either. He's a young guy, and he was playing at a very high level before he got injured as well. This is a solid, deep team. Where, where's the rust going to be? He's like going to miss the connection with his receivers. Like, I, I, I don't, 
I don't know that you, you're going to be able to make an argument that it's the wrong choice no matter what Either you way. do. Either way. So sure. I don't like operating from a space of fear. Here's my, here is the fear, or I'll, let me say discernment then that I'll operate from. The last time we saw Jalen Hurts was his worst game of the season. Last time we saw Jalen Hurts was against the Chicago Bears, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Two yeah. interceptions, had to put the team on his back. I think he had to run the ball 17 times, clawed back into a victory against a Bears team that Shady bets against every time and has beat me because of it. So if we haven't seen Jalen Hurts two and a half weeks going into next week, and the last time we saw him, he wasn't at his best, that's where I'm concerned. It's like the last time we saw you, you weren't at your best, and we ain't seen you in a while – Aren't you, if it was your quarterback, wouldn't you be a little nervous if it was Nick Foles, if it was Mike Vick, if it was Sanchez, if it was any of them dudes? Like, uh-oh. Well, like, you, you, you ready? If them dudes are playing at the elite level that he's playing at, and which they all have at one uh, time in their life, career, yep. I wouldn't be nervous. You're, you're allowed to have a bad game. Not like, in the playoffs, though. But I, I'm just saying, you said the last time we seen you. Got it. Got okay, it, so got you, it. Had, you had, what, 14 weeks of, of playing very, very, very well? That's why you're an MVP candidate? For a reason. So, yes, you can have one bad game. And I trust you that much that I know you'll pick it up and you'll be back to playing at a high level. Mm. That's Jalen Hurts we talk about. We're not talking about no quarterbacks that play in Dallas or, or play in Texas. We're, playing about, we're talking about Jalen Hurts here, MVP candidate. Come on, don't, don't, don't play with my boy. He get that shoulder right, he take his time off, and we're going to see everything we've seen this whole year in the playoffs. He's Ain't right. that right, Dave? We're not talking I, about I Davis right. Mills. We are right. not at all Come on, man, you're playing with the wrong guy. Davis Mills. Coming up, speaking of quarterbacks, this is some very, very interesting news. Russell Wilson, star quarterback from the Broncos, is getting some rather intriguing defense from his teammates and even former teammates. A very odd time given the fact that the Broncos coach just got fired. What does this mean? Or maybe a future Hall of Fame quarterback. That's next. Speak. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's up, family? One of the most unique storylines of the NFL season. Now, Melvin Gordon, formerly of the Denver Broncos, but was cut, now of the Chiefs, playing the Broncos and Russell Wilson this weekend, says, Preach, I can't too talk too much because we play this week, but Russell Wilson, you already know you are him. Him being you that dude, gang. The slander of Russell Wilson is beyond crazy. Clearly, I had to fill in some of the blanks for you all, but fascinating that Melvin Gordon, former teammate of Russell Wilson, now opponent of Russell Wilson, coming to the defense of Russell Wilson. Joy, this is in the same week that Jerry Judy, first-round pick wide receiver, came to the defense of Russ. K.J. Hamler, second-round pick wide receiver, came to the defense of Russ. And offensive lineman came to the defense of Russ. Now former running back who got cut from the team came to the defense. You had one of the most intriguing takes I've heard of this whole situation off camera. What is your take on the defense of Russ from his teammates? Well, I think it's a good thing that his teammates are defending him because it, it is helping to crush the narrative that, you know, Russ was not connecting with his teammates or that that was the issue here. But we all watched Russ this season. So if it's not that he wasn't all the way dialed in, if it's not that he wasn't connecting with his teammates, if it's not that he isn't the hardest worker that these guys have ever played with, which they're all saying, 
then it was all Nathaniel Hackett? Or? Or Russ is washed. Because if, what you're trying to tell me, what they're trying to tell us, is that this is wrong. Russ is completely dialed in. The office was being used. The parking spaces were for a purpose. He was there. He connected with the teammates. There wasn't any kind of uh, animosity in the locker room. So what's the problem then? Because we all watched him play terribly this year. Not like underachieved, kind of disappointing. It was an unmitigated disaster in Denver. For someone that they gave up five first-round picks to get, paid uh, $245 million with $165 million guaranteed. It was the biggest trade of the offseason, the biggest acquisition of the offseason for a team that wasn't this bad last year who we've all thought was just a quarterback away. So if we are to believe his teammates, which I will, what's, what's the problem then? What was the problem? It had to have been 100% Nathaniel Hackett. Well, here's the rub. Nathaniel Hackett's gone. So next year, if Russ isn't good, what are we to believe then? I don't know how you come to any other conclusion than that it's over for Russell Wilson. <clears throat> I, mean, I remember I came to that conclusion about six but weeks. I don't be- I am, I'm not I there. Am, like, I'm having I'm a harder time this, getting there, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying this from a space that I, I don't believe that Russ is washed. I, I have to believe that it's something <laughs> other than that. Like, I'm not, I'm not willing to go there. I see the pool, you know, but I feel like it's too cold. Like, I need, I need to see more. It is in Denver. But so. if you're right, but if you're, if you're, if you're adamant that it's not Russ's fault, that, or not that it's not Russ's fault, but you're adamant that he's a hard worker, he's a hard worker yeah. and he's connecting with his teammates, then he, he, he's either really this bad or Nathaniel Hackett was really that bad. Here is why I find that incredibly fascinating, because I think it's accurate. One of the two have to be true. They could both be partially true, but one of the two have to be true, 2-5. Either Nathaniel Hackett was terrible as a head coach, and really, not a head coach, terrible as an offensive mind, because the offense was bad. Sure, the team itself was bad, but the offense is what cost him. The defense wasn't bad. Defense wasn't bad at all. But Nathaniel Hackett was with Aaron Rodgers, a two-time MVP, the last two years, so I don't think it's all that. Why I think it's Russell is for this reason. Shady, everybody remembers Peyton Manning's last year in Denver. His last year in Denver, he got benched for Brock Osweiler, still won the Super Bowl, had nine touchdowns, 12 interceptions. It was bad. Yeah. Bad, bad. What people don't realize, the year before was bad, too. It just didn't seem bad because of how good Peyton was. Peyton went from 55 touchdowns to 39 touchdowns to nine touchdowns. 39 coming from 55, 55. Yes, is bad. Yeah. People haven't been paying attention to Russ. Now, keep in mind, Russ was hurt. But Russ went from 40 touchdowns to 25 touchdowns to 12 touchdowns. Now, in Seattle, there was a lot going on. He missed some games. But look at the statistics itself, not just the aggregate number. Russ, many would say, has been on a decline. Shady, that's why I'm like, I don't know where Russ stands as a football player. But let's go back to the teammates defending him. What do you make of that? What do you make of Russ? What in the world do you make of a situation? You played for a lot of teams, a lot of lot, locker rooms, and won a couple Super Bowls. Yeah, I, I love it. I love when your, your teammates stand up for you. You're, you hear so much in the media from us, from other people, um, of their opinions, and they place it on Russ. He's this, he's that. But it means more when guys in your locker room are speaking up for you. Right when we watch other quarterbacks like like uh, Zach Wilson, who none of the teammates Nobody, speak up for him, yep. you know, so that it speaks volumes of his who, who Russ really is. Um, and, and I always felt like Russ was a hard worker. I truly believe that it just didn't work out with Nathaniel, right, being a head coach, you know, and, and him not getting it together for Russ, put him in the right offense that that fits his style. 
And I think Russ is in a, he, he's in like a, um, um, a funk. A funk. Yeah, like he, he's one of the things where it happens. Or you just can't get out of it. You're in a slump. I've been in slumps, two games, three games, like, damn, I can't get together. So these things do happen. Now, it's a lot longer than, than it normally takes. <laughs> say, right? Two or three games. I mean, but everybody's different. So, so what Joey said, yeah, next year, I think we'll see what really happens with Russ. And, and if he can't get together, then that's really your fault. Dave, $166 million. You do not have the luxury oh my of slumping. God, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. You don't have the luxury of slumping, particularly for a year or yeah, more than a year. That's not true. That's not true, though. That contract wasn't just for one year. It wasn't. That's another thing people, they, 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 they fail to realize. They give you all that money, cool, for, for a, a extended period of time to bring us a chip. Yeah, five years. They didn't say bring us a chip in, in one year. They didn't say that. So, like, okay, if, he bad, if he's bad this year like he was, and next year he plays well, we all are going to forget, forget about it. They go to the we playoffs. and seven, You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but. he's got to slow down a little bit with just... Throw them away. Throw the whole thing away. Like, throw the whole Russ Brand away. I agree with you, but it's pretty unprecedented for somebody that we have considered a possible MVP to play this poorly. Like, the closest corollary is probably Aaron Rodgers. And that yeah. was like, that was a little dip. It was a very small dip, and then still he good. came back. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, before 2020, was still... five touchdowns, four interceptions, 26 touchdowns, four. Like God, you just got that stuff was, ready to go. He was still yeah. good. Yeah, he was there. still really good. This is not that. Uh, and so, look, I'll do our producers a favor in the summer when we're like, who's facing the most pressure? Is it Joe? Is it Josh Allen? Like, whatever. Whatever the storyline is coming out of this season, it'll be Russell Wilson. Like, it doesn't matter what happens in these playoffs. Russell Wilson will be under the biggest magnifying glass and the most amount of pressure of any quarterback in the NFL next year because Joy, I mean, Joy, Joy did it perfectly. I don't need to add anything to it. Like, if it wasn't Nathaniel Hackett, then Russ has to be better. And if all these – and I never doubted his work ethic for that matter. Like, in the offseason, there were all these stories about how much time he spent with these guys. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't translate to the field. So, with a change of coach, and if all these guys say he's the hard worker that, that I believed he was, then – it, it has to improve. There's no other way to say it. Dave, let me bring something on you. You said change of coach. A lot of coaches are in the hat. One coach, Kellen Moore, Dallas Cowboys oh, offensive Lord. coordinator. He's, been, he's only 34 years old. Been the offensive coordinator since 2019. One of the most brilliant minds. I believe he turned down a college head coaching job last year. He was a finalist for the Broncos coaching job when it opened last year. Kellen Moore, very intriguing name. I believe Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, fairly similar styles of play. Particularly healthy Dak Prescott before he broke his leg. Similar winning percentages when you look at them in totality of their career. Russell Wilson has Super Bowls, but regular season, similar winning percentages. You know Kellen Moore well as far as being on TV. Is that a job? that you think a man like Kellen Moore, who would be entrusting the first opinion of him as a head coach in the hands of Russell Wilson, mm. is that a job that a guy like Kellen Moore or any head coach should want? I think Kellen Moore could absolutely – like the, the offensive part feels easy to answer. The Cowboys have had one of the best offenses, if not the best, the whole time that Kellen has been the OC. And it's, it's taken on a lot of different additions, right? Like they've done it with three incredible receivers, winging the ball all over the yard – this year they got back to a little more ball control, get the running game going. And, and I, I love that point that Dak Prescott's an athletic quarterback, but he's not Lamar Jackson, right? And I think that that is going to be the struggle, in my opinion, for Russell Wilson is playing well 
in a newfound set of limitations, right? Like he's not the athlete that he was five, six years ago. I think Kellen Moore could help him with that. Shady, I think, is I'm that not, possible? No. Is that possible to play well in a newfound set of limitations? You literally go by the handle, cut on a dime because of how athletic you were, your ability to cut. I'm not going to say that you ever lost that in totality, but you have been having crazy yeah. limits, is it possible to play well in new I, limitations? I think when you have a good coordinator, they, they find ways to make it easy for you. They simplify the offense. Yo, I really think that uh, Moore will be a great fit for, for Russ, right? Just because, like, the, the quick game. When you watch the Cowboys, that offense, like, I don't want to say it's easy because nothing in the NFL is easy, but it simplifies so much. Can I say that? Quick steps, boom, 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 to the tight end, play action, run the ball, bootlegs. Like, if you really watch the way they play, even, like, the picks that, that – <laughs> that your guy throws, even the last one to the tight end, like, that should really be a gimme. Yeah. That was like a hard throw to make. So I think Russell would do great in that offense with Keelan Moore. So. For the record, the job of a, of a play caller is to make it easy on your quarterback. That's what all of them should be doing, even the ones that well, have the best the, quarterback. The I mean, the, be- anxiety, the best is let them go. The only anxiety I have about bringing in a, another It would be a very similar hire to Nathaniel the same, Hackett. Yeah. yeah, and now look, they – they're different guys, and they've been in different places. I mean, Dallas is obviously a lot of pressure, but it's not like – like, remember, Nathaniel Hackett had a huge resume going into this. Like, like 13 yeah. seasons, back-to-back years with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. this is a back-to-back MVP. This wasn't an off-the-wall decision that was made. I just I think it's you, if it doesn't work, then what? Now you're going to fire Kellen Moore, and then what are you going to do? Now you're two years into this five-year deal with Russ. I just to me, I really think they should bring in somebody who doesn't have to adjust to also being a head coach, which is a lot different role within the organization, and it's going to be a lot of pressure because outside of Deshaun Watson, Russ is going to be the guy that that all the eyeballs are on next year, expected to take a major step back to what he was before, not even up. So there's not, we don't even have room for, like, progression with these guys. Like, right. they've got to be great right now. And for the fact that it's a five-year deal, and forgive me earlier, it wasn't five first-round picks, it was f- five picks total, it's, it's now. Like, this wasn't the contract that was given for five years from now. I'm with you. It doesn't have to happen this year. And, in fact, the expectation was that it was going to happen this year because Brady left right away, won a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford left right away, won a Super Bowl. Boom, like the opposite direction. The expectations are fair of Russell Wilson. The disappointment level is fair of Russell Wilson, not just because of what he's been paid or the draft picks that they gave up. Russ wanted out of Seattle. This wasn't like a situation where they were like, we're ready to move on. He wanted out out of Seattle for multiple years. This was a conversation. I just don't know if the ideal coach for the Broncos exists. Remember, they went old defensive with Vic Vangio. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. Yeah, yeah. They went young offensive with Nathaniel Hackett. That didn't work. Now you can go old offensive or you can go young defensive, but they've already hit two aspects of the quadrant. The other thing is it's the young offensive minds, Dory, that are currently boom, boom, boom. They work. And it's a copycat. Kevin, and everybody's going to do that. Kevin O'Connell. Zach Taylor, Sean McVay, oh, yeah, yeah. Kyle Shanahan, Josh, Nick Sariani. Well, not Josh, but um, um, talk to me. Where you at? I, I, not Josh, but uh, Dolphins. Uh, Mike, 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 Mike McDaniel. Yeah, yeah Mike, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, it, it's hard, Joy. If you're if you're the owner 
And you're seeing, man, Kevin O'Connell, young offensive. Kyle Shanahan, young offensive. Sean McVay, young offensive. Mike McDaniel, young offensive. Zach Taylor, young and offensive. They, and they producing, though. And they producing. It's a league. And yeah. then I got to go, you want me to go hire a 55-year-old? Outside, outside of Kirk Cousins, what situation did those guys go to where they needed to, like, fix someone? Or a, Jared or Goff, a, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean... I mean, you could argue McDaniel. Like McDaniel, but he's a young quarterback. Yep. Sirianni, young quarterback. Goff was still a young quarterback. Kyle Shanahan now has a young quarterback. Staff. Stafford, Stafford didn't necessarily need fixing. He needed elevating. He needed elevating. Russ needs like he's, but that's that's on Russ. I mean, but but like we've never seen this before because we've never seen this before. But what? What we're being told is it's actually not Russ, and it was the coach. But you can work hard and be sorry. That just yeah, means you a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That just but means so, you so, so you don't think a, a, a coach, right, could could fix him though? Put him in the right schemes that, that fit him more what he does. There's only so much you can fix. I'll put it like this. I love telling on myself because I'm on television now and I'm doing great for myself. I was smart. No coach was really gonna make me any better. I was smart and I worked really hard. I just was limited. Now, Russ is a Hall of Fame flirting type of guy. Like, he's flirting with the Hall of Fame. But athletically so, shady, I think he's limited now. I don't think he can I, run like he used I, to. I don't know that. Because his rush attempts have gone down. His rushing yards per game have gone down severely. But I haven't, but I haven't seen him really run. I haven't seen me like. Why like, don't you think that is? My dog know. pulled a hammy running. Hey, yep. Come on. I, anybody can pull a hammy. He come didn't on. used to. I've seen coaches pull hammies. <laughs> anybody. So, I just, for me to judge him like that, I got to see it. I got to see him run. I got to see him try to make somebody miss. I got to see him run an RPO. I haven't seen none of that this year. Have you? Like not, not a ton. So, 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 and, then, and, then, and then even like the small things, like, oh, given a pass run option, the stuff they do with Dak a lot. Yeah, right? his, his life could be easier. That's, that's all I'm saying. His life could be I easier. feel like I'm not saying that like, like, like Dak obviously is playing better than, than, yeah. than Russ, obviously. But I do see when I, when I watch how Dak plays in that offense, the way they simplify it for him, I can see Russ in something like that. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Well, speaking again of quarterbacks, this is a huge day in the NFL and a huge day for quarterbacks, the faces of the league. Lamar Jackson, can you believe this? He's missed practice for the 12th straight mm. day. Remember, he turned down $133 million guaranteed at the beginning of the season. I will tell you why Lamar Jackson should not dare think about playing again this season. That's next on Speed. Coach. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There's nothing like a good rivalry in sports, and this is blooming to be one of the best of them. Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in football statistically. He got the Packers this week. Remember, earlier week one, 184 yards, two touchdowns. Well, Packers cornerback, pro bowler, and all pro, Jair Alexander, he has some things to say about that matchup. Uh -oh. Speak up, Jair. He don't jump in no super suit and get dressed and jump out high, you know what I mean? I don't either, sometimes. But... You know, like, he human is what I'm saying. So, like, it ain't, you know, we ain't putting too much on this on nobody's really good receiver by the end of the day. I'm a really good corner. We got really good corners. We got really good, you know, linebackers. So, hey, D-line, you know, whatever it is. But 
you know, you don't want to put too much focus on that one person because, like, on the know, first game, that was a fluke. funny, though, right? <laughs> I love it. I, I love, love, love it. What's nah, your I don't love it. Because he's a, he's a dope corner, and he's, he's a nice. dope wide receiver. Yes, sir. So, fluke? Nine catches? A buck 84, buck two tubs? Okay, that's not, that's, that never could be a fluke. He's saying it won't happen again. Come on, man. Nah, that's, 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 that's real, and it can happen again. Something <laughs> close to it. Listen, real quick. When a player says something like, I mean, we're, I'm human too. But obviously, you say that because you know he's different. You don't say that. No, 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 no. You don't say, I mean, I'll put my shoes on. He put his shoes on. We're the same person. No, 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 no. When you say that, Joy, you, let's let him know. I, look, I would read different quotes from different teams. Yep. How we play. When they say, I mean, Shane McCoy's good, but he's just, we good, too. We, we lace up our shoes the same way. Yeah. Oh, I got him. I got him. But he said he don't jump in no super suit. Like, he, he ain't Superman or nothing. I mean, why you got to tell him that? I, I don't have no problem with him saying this because I, lo- I love a little trash talk. But Justin Jefferson is different. <laughs> yeah, he know it. He's, he he does have a super suit. Forget, he, and, a, and a super grill. Yeah. <laughs> he got super whatever it is, superpowers. Justin Jefferson is unbelievable. But Jair different too, though. He's nice. No, Jair's nice. Five picks. He is second nice. in the league. He's, he's, he's better, though. Jair's nice. Jair's top. They're both top five. No, 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 yeah, yeah. you're top five. Yeah, that, that, no, they're both great. Bro. The dude with all them, the, the, all them diamonds and all that, all that, <laughs> that signed right the baby and all that. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's I, different. I, I think the Vikings are contenders. You see the shirt? Yeah, for today. Uh, I think the Vikings are contenders because of Justin, Justin Jefferson. Yes, they are. That's facts. He's coming for he Megatron. He plays a dependent position. Like He might not need a super suit. He's just a transformer. He needs yeah. three fingers. I washed it. <laughs> if you – but. But if you top five, I feel like you have the authority to talk trash to top one. But only thing is, when you say that, Revis not talking like that. Sherman not saying that. Sherman, he not saying that. He puts his pants on the airport. You not saying that. Oh, I see what when you're you, saying. Listen, when a player says that, you're trying to humanize him. Yeah, like he must not be human. Do you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Come on, you, like I can never even. That's good stuff right there. Thank you. What you got? What you study in college? I've been through it. I'm a psych major. My dog. I appreciate that psych on TV. Okay, let's move because Lamar Jackson's going to need some psychology of his own. Somebody needs to sit him down and tell him what to do next. He's missed 12 straight practices, including today. Remember, he's battling a PCL injury. Now, good news, Ravens already clinched the playoff spot, so they chilling. Don't really have much to play for. Bad news, they're without their starting quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Uh He's in the final year of his contract. He turned down $133 million guaranteed. Joy, I don't think he should play again. Shady, I don't think he should play again. Dave, I don't think he should play again this season. I don't often know of players missing 12 days of practice. Like, that's a rarity in the NFL. Yeah, if you miss 12 days of practice, you either had a devastating concussion, like a devastating concussion. A, you either have a devastating injury to where you're going on IR and we're just ruling you out for at least four to six weeks. B, or... You're done for the season. Like, those are the typical options where you're missing 12 days of practice. 12 days? We've seen Terrell Owens miss 21 days and come back on a broken leg right. and play in games yeah, like the true. Super Bowl. That's true. Thomas Davis only needed 12 days to completely shatter his forearm, put 15 screws in it, and play in a playoff game. So if you miss 12 days of practice, I just haven't heard of it in my NFL experience, my four years. I haven't seen it happen, Shady, and talking to you. You haven't seen it happen often either. 
If Lamar comes back, my thought process is for what? Y'all not winning the Super Bowl. Y'all don't have the roster to do it. Mark Andrews is your best receiving threat, and he's a tight end. So if you're coming back for what? I think about Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin messed up his LCL on December 9th of 2012. And by January 6th of 2013 in the playoff game, he blew out his knee. Robert Griffin never got that big second contract. Robert Griffin, a Heisman winner like Lamar Jackson, a Heisman winner. Are they different players? Absolutely. Former teammates, though, they are. Both were very good in their own right. Robert Griffin, Offensive Player of the Year. I don't want Lamar Jackson, who doesn't have his guaranteed bread yet, Shady. I don't want him going out there if he's not able to be the same Lamar Jackson we know he's capable of being. And if you miss 12 days of practice, I don't see how you can be the same season. Where you stand on Lamar? Should he play again this season? Should he want to play again yeah. this season? Before that, can we never compare them to ever again? They, like, way different. Anyway. <clears throat> Listen, if Lamar... sending little pat right there. <laughs> if, if Lamar Jackson is healthy enough, he, he should play. I, I don't believe that statement you said, they Good can't point. win a Super Bowl. If you really look at the, 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 this season in the games that he played in, right? A lot of them top teams we talk about, they had them guys beat. That's the lead slipped away in, in, in the fourth quarter with a couple minutes to go. A lot of them games, they had them guys beat. They got a, their defense is playing a lot better. They're getting more healthy around this time, and they're healthier. So, yeah, they, they can win some of these. They can win any playoffs. I, I, can't, I can't say that. And then one thing about the playoffs, each year you go, you get more and more experience, right? So who knows? Lamar, if you're healthy, get out there, man. You might earn some more money, $10 million, $20 million extra money that he can make. Talk to me about this. I know you had a rib injury. I don't believe you had any knee injuries, but talk to me about the aspect I ain't really, of... I mean, I didn't even do the hurt thing. <laughs> that never was my thing. I'm on that field. Talk to me about being injured and playing through an injury, knowing that it might worsen. If you're Lamar and you don't yet have that money guaranteed and you have a knee injury and you know about it, knee injuries, yeah. even if you've never had one yourself, talk to me about the psyche of, man, if I go out there and it gets worse... Yeah. Who going to protect me then? I, I get that. But the thing is, like, in his position, you've seen quarterbacks get paid that's not as good as you, and you've seen quarterbacks get paid that had other injuries. Season injuries. Dak Prescott, right? He got hurt, and he got paid the next year. So I think that as a football player, it's always in your mind. Getting, listen, I remember getting in the piles and getting twisted up, and, yeah, you, you, you could get hurt at any given second. But that's what you sign up for. There's, there's, there's different type of players. There's players that – I'm going to fight through pain. I love this game. I put it all on the line. And there's other players that only do all that. They get hurt. They're not going to take no shots. They're not going to do the snap. They're going to sit out. They're going to sit out. I think Lamar was, on a, was the first option. I think Lamar plays through pain, plays through injuries. So I think if he can, really can go, I think he'd be out there for his team. Yeah, I mean, one thing we know about Lamar Jackson is he loves football. You can't say that about everybody. And that's fine if you don't really love football, if you're just playing it for the check. Whatever. Yeah, I can't stand on players. And I, I know you don't like them. I know you don't. <laughs> But there the, are a lot of players like that. Yo, yo, that would for, be me. Wait, was you for the check or you was for the team? <laughs> anyway, Lamar loves football. I, it is concerning that he's not practicing because we keep talking about it like it's a Jalen situation where yeah, he's right. like doubtful and should he be back this week? We maybe give him another week of rest. Lamar's not even practicing, so he is clearly very hurt. Now, that's not, that doesn't mean that in a week he won't be back at practice right. and then a week later he won't be ready. But to me, if you're healthy enough to be on the field as a star and be most of what you are, that you'll be better than the backup quarterback, but not 100% of what you are, you should be on the field if you're, you know, cleared, obviously. But if you're on the field as the star and you're worse than what a just healthy backup would be, then you shouldn't be out there because you're hurting the team at that point. So if he's healthy enough to play and they're in the playoffs, he should be out there. 
I, I realize I'm saying this with a heated blanket on from a studio, <laughs> and if I stub my toe, I consider calling in to work. I get that, but this is what you do. What do you right. say, Shady? They give you money? Play football. Right. Now, I know he's trying to get more money, but he had the opportunity to get guaranteed money at the beginning of the season and chose to bet on himself, and I believe that no matter how this season ends, Lamar is still going to get his money. I, I, but I also have never believed in the idea that owners are going to continue this trend of giving hundreds of millions of money of dollars guaranteed to players. I just, it's important to keep in mind, and it still plays tricks on me. Like, the season is a week longer than it used to be. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think people have caught up to that. Like, the Ravens, whether they win the AFC North or not, the Ravens are in the playoffs. We know that. They're going to, play, they're going to get a wild card game at the very least. Lamar doesn't have to practice for almost two more weeks. Like, January 11th would be the Wednesday or the Thursday before a weekend wildcard game. So there's time to monitor this, and that's why I'm not sweating it right now. But Lamar, should, I mean, he shouldn't be out there from a, from a health standpoint, from a helping the team standpoint, from a maximizing his value standpoint, if he's not healthy enough to play and play like Lamar Jackson. Right. But he still has two weeks, and two weeks is a long time with um, freaky football is. players. Two weeks, so and great uh, trainers and doctors. I, I, he he shouldn't be. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind he wants to play, but he shouldn't do it unless he's healthy. The Ravens still have quite a bit of time to get him healthy. So I'm just I'm putting a pin in this for pin in it for now yeah, for a little while. He's the quarterback for the Red Hot Bengals. Remember, they have won, I believe, six straight games. They are dominant right now, third in the AFC at 11-4. and four. But they have a huge, and I mean huge, matchup against that man, Stephon Diggs, and the Buffalo Bills this coming Monday. It cannot be a bigger game. So much is on the line, 12-3 and three versus 11-4. Burrow versus Allen, two of the best young quarterbacks the game of football has ever, and I mean ever, seen. All right, let's come on camera. Joy, let's talk about this one. Bills. Bengals a lot at stake. 12 and, four, 12 and 3 Bills, 11 and 4 Bengals. Who needs a win more? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Bengals. I understand the argument for the Bills, obviously. You want to clinch home field advantage. It would be nice to just ride off into the sunset and not worry about how the rest of the playoffs are going to play out because you're going to be at home. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. Obviously, they had to go on the road for the last three games of the playoffs last year. They had one home game against the Raiders, the wild card, but then they were on the road against the Titans, on the road against the Chiefs. And essentially, the Rams had a home home game for the Super Bowl, as we know. Bengals had to come out here to L.A. So from that perspective, the Bengals obviously want to win the AFC North. They can do that if they beat the Bills and the Ravens lose or tie against the Steelers on Sunday, which is totally possible. Shady, you played for the Bills. You were an all-pro for the Bills. 1,300 yards for the Bills. You did a lot for the Bills. You know the Bills need a lot. Who needs this win more, Bills or Bengals? I'm going with the Bills. I think the Bills is a really, really good team. And like Joey talked about, they got to get that number one seed. It's very, very important. Let's think about it for a second, right? The Bills or Josh Allen in the playoffs at home, he's 3-0. Yep. Away, he's 0-3. And, and the bigger thing about that is, imagine a team have to come to Buffalo. <laughs> it's going to be so cold. The only people going to go to that game is the, the Bills fans and the Bills players. So that's the best part about it. Bring everybody to Buffalo. How hard is it? Because you played in Philly. You grew up in in, in PA. How hard is it playing in Buffalo and why? (laughs) A Dolphin fan right here next to us. Mm -hmm. When we play the Dolphins late in the year, they will be so cold. They won't get out out of there. Come in there. Let's play. Look, we we losing my three points in the fourth quarter. It don't matter. Let's go on the bus. We're ready to go back home. (laughs) It's so cold. The ground is hard. It's freezing. Nobody wants to get hit in that type of weather. In Buffalo, you're, you're there all the time. Like, one thing that McDermott does, the whole, whole week we'll be inside. Friday, late in the year, or yep. late in the, um, the, the week, Thursdays and Fridays, he'll put them outside. Just to get the, the weather, just to fill it a little bit. 
Nobody wants to play in that type of weather. Nobody wants to play in it, but Dave Hellman, the Bengals, the Bills, they got a huge one. Who needs it more? I think it's the Bills, and I, I don't think it's that close, to be honest with you. I mean, okay, give it in, get in your time machine and go back to Labor Day, right? Like, we weren't unanimously convinced the Bengals would even make the playoffs, right? right. Shady? You thought that. Just saying. <laughs> and, th- and that's totally reasonable, by the way. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade. Like, that's reasonable. Bad early, Super yeah. Bowl hangover. They look bad. The offensive line. The Bills have been the favorite from the jump. They were the favorite in the preseason. Yeah. They were the favorite through the first half. Quietly, the Bills are kind of doing some Cowboys stuff. They're just not the Cowboys, so we're not talking about it. They're winning. It's kind of ugly. They turned the ball over three times in Chicago last week. They're handling business. But we're not talking about them because they don't look like that juggernaut that they looked like through the first six weeks. They hold home field. All they got to do is win out, and they've got home field, whereas the Bengals would need to win and get some help, right? Like, they still got to worry about the Chiefs. The Bengals don't control everything. It's all in the Bills' hands. And I think at this point, it would be disappointing if they didn't pull that off. Because, again, it's easy to forget, but, like, they were not quite a unanimous favorite, but a very heavy favorite. I believe three of the four of us picked them to win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. The vast majority of media and fans thought of them as the favorite. It's time to deliver on that, especially considering they kind of been hanging in the cut for the last month and a half. This would be a big chance to make a statement before the playoffs. All-pro Von Miller hurt for the Buffalo Bills. All-pro Micah Hyde safety hurt week two for the Buffalo Bills. They need as much to go right for them as possible, given the fact that so much has gone wrong on the Bills. I think the Bills need to win that game more. But coming up, the Dolphins, they desperately need a win. I would suggest that no team in football needs a win more desperately this weekend than the Miami Dolphins. And that man, Teddy Bridgewater, is their quarterback with Tua Tungabailoa being in concussion pro call but can he get it done joy sure hope so that's next Peace. oh you out now you off the bandwagon now <laughs> He's not playing Sunday against the Patriots after suffering a concussion last week. Teddy Bridgewater, he's in as a starter. He's the guy. He's the man. Dolphins are fighting for a playoff spot. They desperately, desperately need to win. Tyreek Hill said Bridgewater, quote, knows what it takes to get the job done to win games. Joy Taylor, you've been a Dolphins fan for as long as you've been alive, give or take 15 years. Anyway, can Teddy Bridgewater save the Dolphins this weekend? Ten years. And then not really because Marino's a pit guy. Regardless, (laughs) Regardless, <laughs> um, I'm hanging on to my last thread of faith in the, in the Dolphins for this season. I'm going to say yes, that Teddy can get it done. <laughs> that didn't sound I didn't believe it at you're, all. You're yeah, like, I don't believe it. Like, 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 <laughs> you didn't feel the conviction <laughs> in my voice? This game is about Mike McDaniel to me. It's not about Teddy Bridgewater. We've seen backup quarterbacks come in in situations all season long and perform well have good game plans for them. This is a, a game that is completely winnable. And to me, I'm going to put it on the coach. We know what Teddy Bridgewater is capable of at this point in his career. So put together a game plan that, that's good for Teddy. Take advantage of what you have, which is a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. And in my opinion, there's really no excuse why you should lose this game. There are, there are other teams who are having to play with backup quarterbacks right now who are playing, uh, some, some have described their performances as great. Okay, <laughs> That's with, with, with three turnovers as great. And she did play pretty well. 
Well, there you go. <laughs> now, there was at some point this year we had the Dolphins at the top of the league yeah. when they were playing well right there with top the Eagles. Five, yeah. Whether top that was reasonable five. or not, it doesn't matter. We've seen what you're capable of doing when you have your starting quarterback. If you're putting together the right game plan and everyone is playing, everyone else is playing it to the level that we know that they can play, you should be able to go there and get a win and keep control of your playoff destiny. Here's the thing, though, Dave. Belichick and the Patriots, they've done a lot wrong this season. A lot. But the one thing they've done right, abuse quarterbacks that they're supposed to abuse on the football field. So one thing they've done right. They beat Mitch Trubisky. They beat Brissett. They beat Ellinger. They beat Mike White. They beat Zach Wilson. They beat uh, Cardinals. Might, it might have been Colt McCoy, Trace McSorley. So the one thing they do do is beat quarterbacks they're supposed to beat. Why you give me that look, Dave? I, I take issue with you lumping Teddy Two Gloves in with those guys, honestly. Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy, like... I mean, Teddy's one of my favorite people in the NFL. Like, I'll be honest. He's I'm not an LSU guy. No, he's not. I just like him. He's okay. a cool guy. I mean, like, he spent some time in New Orleans. You remember the video where he was marching with the marching band? Like, he's, he's a cool dude. That's, he, like, that's, that's my boy. He plays, like, he plays well more often than not. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it. His last, last two years, he's a 500 quarterback. He averages 200 yards a game, twice as many touchdowns as interceptions. Of course, he's not a franchise guy at this point in his career, if he ever was before he got hurt. He can win you a game against a mediocre to bad team. And that's what the Patriots are. I'm looking at their, their best win. What do you think their best win is? The, the Lions? The, the Lions before they were hot. Okay, I'll give you that. And then the, the Jets. Jets. The Jets. The Jets. That was crazy. They got Zach Wilson benched because he couldn't score a touchdown. It's, the Patriots are like, they are a Rorschach test. Like, they are like the, a litmus test the, for the most mediocre of teams. Like, they're good enough to beat bad teams and bad enough that they don't ever beat good teams. Like, their losses are to Miami, Baltimore, Green Bay, Minnesota, Buffalo, Cincy. Any good team. They even th- <laughs> throw in a blowout loss to Chicago. So they're even capable of getting their butts kicked by a bad team. I don't think they're a good team. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good enough quarterback He's still got those receivers. Surely he can right. throw to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, right? I mean, <laughs> hey, guys, run crossers and see who gets open. They ran for 200 yards against Buffalo. They averaged four and a half yards per carry against the Packers before that game got out of whack. They're a good team. Good teams beat the Patriots. I'm not going to overthink it beyond that. 2-5, where are you saying? I'm actually – I agree with Dave, which is oh, rare. I love that. Right? Because he – I never really agree Happy New Year. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, I think, like, Teddy could get it done. Teddy's a, a solid vet, right? He's, yeah. He's earning stripes as an OG in the league. And then you add in the, the, these pieces, Waddle and, 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 and Tyreek Hill. Like, what else do you need? Defense plays well. And then it, the thing is, like, the, the, the Patriots, they're, they're okay. Let's, let's just say it for what it is. Right? Like, I mean, Belichick without Brady, this is a regular old team. They should be able to beat a regular old team. Joy, how nervous are you? Because you, you believe in Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. I believe greatest defensive mind. Y'all believe greatest coach. Shady believes he's a guy. But either way, they are going up against the greatest coach of all time. You're a Dolphins fan. You've gotten your hopes up a ton. How nervous are you as a fan going into this? By the way, you're not just skipping. I know what you're trying to do for the new year. You're trying to shed old habits. Don't even try it because well, you on you on this bandwagon right along with like, me. Like, oh, you're over hey, there with the no, Dolphins you, fan. You, yeah, you, no, no, not no, me. You're I'm, over here. I am invested, but I'm adopted. So I understand my rightful place within the family. Okay. I can't sit here and act like I'm a birth child. I wasn't. Right. Right. I wasn't shooting in the gym with y'all. Right. I'm new. You don't know, gr- you don't know grandma that well. I don't know grandma that well. I grandma. I, just, I, I literally I can, just I got you. Brand you know what I'm saying? So I, I understand my place. You I got am the still new a, year suit I'm a child. I'm brand new. I'm a child of the whole boat no, time. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I am nervous. I do think they're capable, and they should go get this win. 
It's, it, it's how I felt about really this, this entire stretch that's gone on. If you're, if we are to believe that everything we saw this year was for real, go beat a bad team. The backup really shouldn't matter. We've seen you have a seventh round rookie winning games in San Francisco. It's unprecedented what they're doing. You've got Cooper Rush going 4-1 with the Dallas Cowboys. You don't think Miami has as much talent as the Dallas Cowboys? Go win this game. This is not a good team. Go win this game. They desperately need to win this game. I believe that they will. I do believe Teddy Bridgewater will get it done. I'm not so old to have forgotten the 5-0 record he had when he started for the Saints. 2017? No, 2019. 2019. So it wasn't that long ago. Come on, Teddy, bring it home, baby. He's a capable starter as long as he does not get hurt. Well, coming up, LeBron James turns 38 today. So the show got a run favorite LeBron moments. And boy, there are a lot of them to choose from. Don't miss the moment. Happy birthday, King James. Come back for the King. That's next. Peace. LeBron James, undeniably one of the greatest basketball players that has ever lived, turns 38 today. So for this iconic athlete, we got to talk about our favorite iconic moments. LeBron James, four-time champ, four-time finals MVP, four-time NBA MVP, 13-time All-NBA first team, 18-time NBA All-Star. Okay, we get it, we get it. Now let's talk about it, shall we? Favorite LeBron moment, 2012, Eastern Conference Finals. Game six, LeBron James said if they went out there and lose, lost, Pat Riley, he was afraid they might break them up. I remember 2011. I lived in Dallas Ooh. in the off-seasons, if you will. I went back to Dallas, went to the NBA Finals, and saw the Mavericks upset LeBron James yeah. in his first year in Miami. So 2012, he had to have it. And 45 points, 15 boards, five dimes, and a going-away 98-79 to victory over the team. He couldn't find a way to beat. He finally beat in route to winning a chip. That is my favorite LeBron moment. But, Joy, you were in Miami maybe during those moments. What's your favorite LeBron moment? Now, you know I love the Miami Heat now. So, first of all, the decision was a great moment for me. I don't know what that <laughs> I don't know what anyone was mad about. I was in Benihana in North Beach running around. But my favorite moments was in 2013. Okay. You remember 2012? They were like, ah, oh, no, you know, it was a young team they beat. It wasn't real. They always got discarded all those championships. But the second one, after the game, the Ray Allen shot. Yep. Get them ropes from up. He hit the floater in overtime, and then in game seven, he had 37, and I got to ride in the parade. Aww. So I'm a real one. That's me. That's me. That's Mike. Joy Taylor. That's Azaz at the parade down beautiful Biscayne Boulevard. <laughs> yes. Lots of good memories. Thank you, LeBron. Thanks, bro. How those pictures that fast? I had to do a little. Who the, the <laughs> Who the guy with the shades right there? That's Mike. Oh, okay. Mike says, Hawk. Thanks. You know, I did radio in Miami. Yeah. Uh, other than just showing up here one day and my brother getting me the job, I did actually <laughs> used to do sports radio. Dave, favorite Braun moment? Y'all can make fun of me if you want to because it was way before he won anything. But it's, it's been one of my favorite moments since it happened. 2009, Eastern Conference Finals. So they'd lost the finals to the Spurs in 07. Mm-hmm. He's still trying to drag the Cavs back to a championship. They play the Magic. They lose game one. And, like, nobody knew the Magic were, were the, the bomb back. Like, it was like, whoa, 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 the Cavs lost game one? They're down 95-93 with a second to play game two. They're like, oh, my God, the Cavs are about to go down 0-2 to the Magic? Who are the Magic? Oh, okay. yeah. One second left. Inbound to LeBron at the top of the key. Yeah. 
Ethel Buzzer. <laughs> most incredible. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. And it wasn't even like in the finals or anything. It was just an amazing play. Love it. Yo, Bron is so great. He has so many moments, right? Because I'm thinking of his moment, like your moment. So my favorite moment is 2007. This is when I know that I already knew. I knew he was the guy, but this like showed me, whoa, Bron is different, different. 2007 against the Pistons, right? Game five. He scored like he scored like 48 points. Um, he scored the last 29 points, the last 30. They won like 109 or 107. Uh, I forget, something like that. But he was balling, like layups, threes, step backs, dunking. And that Piston team was, was nice. legit. Nice. They was like legit, legit. So that right there said, wow, this dude is different. And that's my favorite LeBron James. I am James so movie. glad. You know, this, this, is why we're, this is why we're all bros, because none of y'all brought up the Cavs championship, because it's Miami ones were the important ones. I mean, the first ones. One. Game, don't, don't try and back it up. You already said Game 7, 2016 is like one of the best games moment. I've ever seen. You had <laughs> opportunity. I'm standing right. prepared for this. You picked your mind. I thought somebody was going to do the comeback. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, the Warriors come back. We got a Cavs fan. That's what she's referencing. Let me ask you quickly. I'm going to go around the horn here. Going to go around the horn. Dave Hellman, LeBron James, he a Cavalier, is he a Heater, is he a Laker? I think, I mean, he's, he's a Cav. That's the, he, he's the kid from Akron. How is he not a Cav? I mean, he's been in L.A. for a while now. He's, he's kind of a local. I think now. of him as a Cavalier. I'm George sorry. Taylor. I mean, Cav. I'm, I'm he, obviously always going to think of him as a, as a Heatle. That's what it is. I, I go, he, he didn't go nowhere until he you never went there to win. First. You never you forget your first. You never forget your first, that's, that's, Yeah, he, he's the kid he from put, Akron. He put that six on, he and, got, then he, and then he took that, that, that role of the villain. I love that LeBron. Oh, my God. Okay, what y'all say? But he said Cleveland. This is for you.